I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Well, I don't know about you. I think we're on day three of rain, and I'm pretty much done. And I'm sure my next guest would like it to go away as well. Gassan Corbin, director of the Sewage and Water Board, joins us. Gassan, welcome to the show. Thank you, Noel. Glad to be on your well, show. Gasan, I don't know about you, but I, I, I'm ready for this rain to roll out. But we understand that they've got more today. It's been raining here in Metairie almost uh, all morning long and more through Friday and into Saturday morning. Where do we stand with the system? Well, so far, so good, uh, Newell. We've fared well with uh, yesterday's rains. It wasn't uh, really much of a storm, but about uh, maybe half inch or a little bit more of rain, and we managed that. Uh, well, and so far today we're keeping up, and I know there's another round of heavy rains coming this afternoon, and then we're gonna get a break, which uh, is always welcome because that allows us to um, catch up and draw the levels of the canals down to allow us for, you know, creating more storage for the next round, which is tomorrow, and then like you said, Saturday. So, um, so so far so good. We have about. 40 megawatts of power, and that's, you know, uh, more than enough for uh, what we've faced so far. Um, and how many of the pumps are actually, uh, I know there's always one or two down. Where are we as it relates to pumps? Uh, we're at 93 uh, drainage pumps out of the, the over the total of 99. Uh, so it's a slightly lower number than uh, we've been running, but uh, nothing, you know, majorly uh, concerning. Um, so we're obviously trying to get bring those back uh, to operations as soon as we can. But with 93s, we, we seem to be uh, keeping up and managing. And, Gassan, how did the system do uh, relative to the freeze? I mean, it, it's always a problem when you have water and pipes. How did you all fare out? That uh, that was a very uneventful situation for us, and you know, due in a huge part to our customers who, uh, you know, listened to our warnings and uh, they followed instructions by running one faucet in their in their homes uh, to trickle, you know, pencil thin, and we did not have any uh, major fluctuation in pressure. We certainly had fluctuation in production which was an indication that people are were running their, their faucets slightly. Uh, but we kept up with the pressure and the demand. And, um, you know, it was all behind us. Uh, we probably got less than 200 calls all in all 
from customers who had uh, frozen pipes on their property. And, you know, we uh, either walked them through what they could do or they hired a plumber and, um, again, you know, recovered. So it was all in all a fairly uneventful event. So it's good. I think earlier this week you made a pre- presentation to the board to talk about the 2023 year in review and looking forward to 2024 as to what y'all were looking to accomplish. One thing that kind of struck me, and of course we just experienced this in Jefferson Parish with a water main, and we're in our second day of disruption waiting on, on the uh, the water quality report from, I guess, DEQ or whoever does it. Um, that in 2023, uh, your report said that y'all had 1,262 water main repairs. That's a big, big number, huh? Uh, certainly is. It's higher than the national average. And, you know, it's again, it's an indication of our aid system. <clears throat> Not surprising at all. <clears throat> Pardon me. Um, I mean, we're, we're keeping up. And trying to keep the the system uh, obviously operational, but like I say, uh, a repaired water main, old water main, it remains old water main, and uh, you know we we tend to cha- keep chasing these uh, breaks on these aged water mains, and until we replace them, uh, that will continue to uh, obviously tax the system, de- uh, degrade it even more. And obviously, you know, absorb a lot of resources that we're throwing away just to keep the system uh, intact and uh, so we can provide uninterruptible uh, service to uh, to our customers. Um, You know, at at the end of the day, we lack the funding to have a meaningful, meaning in, in size and steadiness and consistency, a replacement cycle. Uh, of 30 or 40, um, you know, miles of water main every year to bring it to a, you know, a, a place where it, it needs to be, um, you know, in terms of reliability, cost effectiveness, uh, quality of life, all those things are, uh, you know, driven by a, a system that is, is invested in and, and improved. And in our case, again, you know, you know, the, you drive the city and you see leaks everywhere, and that's because the age is just. Um, I've used the number 500 mile, miles of our 1600 miles of water mains are 100 years or older. They're in the ground serving our community, and they just can't expect the, that system to serve us forever. Yeah, you know, it struck me, um, obviously, because of the most recent happenstance in Jefferson Parish, they were talking about this plan that they're they're putting forward um, in replacing water mains that were were put in the ground in the 1960s. And then, you know, you you look at some of the reporting on on the system and the conversations that you and I have had uh, in the city, there was stuff put in the ground in the 1920s. You know, that's still... (laughs) being required and 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 some of it hadn't been touched since the 1920s i mean that's kind of remarkable when you think about it i mean it is remarkable that we are still are able to use the system the way it is i mean 100 year old mains should not be in the ground serving you know carrying water but it is and 
but not without a lot of uh, uh, maintenance and and repairs that we, you know, we're we're constantly chasing. You know, it's not happening just because it's happening because we are putting a lot of resources to keep those mains um, again uh, running and. Uh, at the end of the day, uh, the city is enjoying an uninterrupted service, you know, uh, virtually, uh, you know, in a, in a constant fashion. So we're we're proud of that, but we can't lose uh, sight of the fact that we need to invest in in our infrastructure. I mean, it's whether it's water mains, whether it's canals, you know, not not just widening canals and improving capacity, but also just cleaning removing sediments from bottom of canals that are, you know, foot, two, three feet deep that, you know, take away capacity that obviously hinders and impedes flow and, you know, minimize the amount of water we can carry at a given time. So, I mean, the need is great and it's it's across the entire utility and our job is to continue to highlight that and ultimately, you know, bring to the table a, a way to bring revenue that's uh, based on a fair and equitable uh, process and system. You know, people get the benefit of the services and, you know, and pay for it accordingly. And you've said this before, a lot of this is not rocket science, right? There are national measures of, you know, piping that needs to be replaced that's at certain ages and things of that nature. Do we meet, do we reach any of those measures as it relates to um, rehabilitative efforts of the system and maintenance of the system? I mean, unfortunately, generally speaking, we 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 don't because we are so far behind. And you know, to catch up, you have to have a much much more intense uh, program to allow you to catch up. I mean, if we have been investing steadily. We would be in a, in a good shape, and then would be just routine, you know, maybe ten to twenty miles a year, if that. Uh, but because we are so far behind, thirty or forty is is a minimum to to allow us to catch up. Um, I mean, one thing we have that's fairly standard is that we have a, a storm system that's designed for a ten-year storm. That's just a, a generic term for you know. Um, a, very, a fairly average storm, and um, you know we we are able to manage that much like any other city. But in other cities, if they face a, a hundred-year storm or twenty-five-year storm, they end up with water flooding streets and property at times as well, like, like we do. So that piece is maybe comparable to other other cities. The only difference, as you know, is we have the most active drainage system versus a passive where just, you know, storm pipes carry water and, you know, daylights it in rivers or lakes. In our case, we have to physically pump. Yeah. Um, so when we look at 2024 uh, and, and some of the priorities, I know you and I have talked about this before with uh, smart meters. And I, and I, I think that that's an important initiative because I really believe it it helps restore and build confidence uh, the public's confidence in the system just to get that accurate billing thing done uh, and it looks like y'all are well on your way uh, to reaching a number of important milestones that y- y'all have uh, 
uh, placed on yourselves. Um, uh, are you feeling good about 2024 and where you're going to be with these smart meters? Uh, I think so, and that's that's based on the fact that we have been very methodical and, you know, I call it maybe slow uh, rollout to make sure everything we're doing uh, is done right, is done seamlessly, and uh, all the uh, pieces are interacting, and especially the softwares are interfacing properly. Um, so we are set out, you know, for uh, doing a, about half of the uh, inventory or the population of our, uh, uh, you know, residential, uh, about 75,000 of them. So that, that's going to be a remarkable achievement. Um, and I w- I'm very confident that we're going to get there. The one thing that we discussed last time I was on your show is how do we transition from the old system? And if you had a clean uh, account and no outstanding bills and we transition to a new one that's you know uh, di- driven by the smart meter, the only issue is maybe some of the uh, accuracy is going to possibly bring that consumption uh, level to slightly higher. And that's routine. That happens in every system that goes through that uh, transition from old manual to uh, automated. Uh, so that we're, we're going through that process now to make sure that, you know, everything is, is not beyond, you know, the, the ordinary. But the, the major concern we have is that how do we clean up accounts so we can enjoy a kind of a, a new page in terms of uh, or new chapter with clean, consistent, uh, accurate builds from the time we, we flip that meter on uh, for a customer. So that's what we're spending a lot of time on working with our customers to make sure that, you know, the, the old um, and then may call it laundry is not carried through and con- contaminating the new system because then, then we're back to square one. Right. A lot of people don't realize that this is like, uh, you know, part of this infrastructure is you're building a communication system across the city as well, right? And I think y'all have completed 11 of 12 base stations, which allows this wireless communication to go on with, to the smart meters. Absolutely. I mean, that's exactly what it is, is that uh, it's basically cell phones in each of the uh, or cell phone like uh, mechanism that will sit in each meter transmitting the reads on a regular basis. And the uh, 11 out of the 12 so far uh, base stations allow that communication to happen. And I think it's noteworthy to, to share that the that network has. Uh, in most cases, three redundancies or three, I guess, two backup systems to the one primary uh, setup in terms of communications. So if one antenna goes down, a meter has the ability to use the second one. If that second one goes down, we have the ability to use the third one. So in many cases, we have triple coverage. In some, we have two, but no, nowhere where you only have one uh, way to communicate. Because that's crucial. Because we can't we can't have that link missing link exist. Otherwise, you know, it will render the meters basically silent, and that would defeat the purpose. I think of the proposed uh, improvements in 2024 that y'all uh, would like to start to embark on uh, relative to stormwater uh, 
management, drainage. Uh, Y'all have about 7% of the financing or or the funds available, 93% short. Um, In 2024, will there be increased conversation about this stormwater fee proposal that's been floating around for a while? I would certainly hope so. I mean, I think uh, all the reasonable people who are involved, uh, you know, have reached the conclusion that something needs to be done. And I truly believe that this is a year where uh, all the stakeholders, uh, and I don't want to speak for anybody in particular, that there's an appetite to develop a, uh, a structure that's more fair and equitable, where everybody who enjoys the benefits and the services of our drainage system uh, uh, contributes to that system. Um, many properties uh, today enjoy that the benefit because the runoff from their property is captured by our system and we drain it and they, uh, you know, their property is, is protected with really zero contribution to that service. And there's something just wrong about that. And uh, we, we believe that the, the drainage system is subsidized by, you know, a, a set of, or, you know, a subset of the taxpaying community and, you know, something needs to be corrected. And, and the only way to do it is uh, create a, a alternative way to charge folks for the service via a fee rather than the millage system that we currently rely on for, for our drainage. So I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful and I, I honestly believe that uh, the, the right people will be in the room developing a very uh, thoughtful, proposal for the public to weigh in at one point, hopefully sooner rather than later. We have about a minute. Final thoughts? Um, I, again, I'm, I'm very hopeful about 2024. I think it's going to be a transformational year. Uh, we're keeping keeping the momentum on a lot of the projects that we set out to do in 23, and uh, we're excited, uh, whether it's the power complex or the smart meters, uh, keeping up with our backlog for um, the surface cuts, improving our customer service, uh, uh, you know, levels and improving our billing with our community is just is top priority. And uh, we're, we're, we're on the right track. So we're, we're feeling very confident. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Appreciate the update. Gassan Corbin, director of the Sewage and Water Board. Um, hopefully this rain stops soon. I'm done with it. <laughs> yep. Same here. Thank you so much. All righty. We'll be right back, folks. When we return, we'll visit with Ron Fauche, political analyst and publisher of Lunchtime Politics. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.